Happy Tuesday. My name is Alan. Happy My name is... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I beat you to it, I was going to say. Uh, my name's Nick. <laughs> I think we're going to be in for a long, long night. It's going to be a long one. Welcome <laughs> into, into the dungeon. This week we find ourselves back at Nomengard, where Shrew Shrubberies arrived and finally saw what this grand weapon the Gnomish Kings had for them. And no, it was not a giant crab. Aww. Our heroes then went in search of Vorpip to get some information on dragons. They came across a rather peculiar book, written by one Dominic Dingledick, who had some nuggets of valuable information not only on the dragon, but coincidentally also on Axome. And today we rejoin them as they awaken from a good night's rest. True, you're awake. Well, I, I, I was stirring, I was stirring, man. But I am now. You're up quite early. Yes, well, I've been taking notes. Oh, really? Well, as is my new job. Notes of what exactly? Well, there, there seems to be some sort of gate system. Well, there used to be, from what I can see on Dingledick's map. Hmm, let me see. Here. These dotted lines here. Perhaps it's a gate or portcullis or something. Hmm, that, that should be the main entrance then. I, I, I imagine this map is quite detailed. It's going to be very handy when we go to Axel. Seems to be quite a few rooms and numerous doors. I wonder how much of it is still intact. Do you think um, Dominic Dingledick discovered this before it had been ruined? No, I don't think so. It, the book mentions... The Banshee and some ghouls. Oh yes, that's right. But then how come this map doesn't look like a map of ruins exactly? Perhaps he copied it down from older dwarvish maps. Hmm, perhaps he hasn't been inside himself. That's why he mentions the outside, but there's no real description about the inside, is there, in the book? No. Hmm. But this should give us an advantage, I'd say. Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. At least we know what it used to look like. I mean, the ideal situation is we get there and Dazzle and Norbus are camped outside with Halia's men, but something tells me after this many days, hmm. they're probably inside. Well, if they are, they'll be easy to find. We'll hear them a mile away. <laughs> no doubt. So, are you ready? Should we maybe get some breakfast and head on out? Breakfast would usually sound good, but not sure how much more of that mushroom bread I can stomach. Hmm. Yes, perhaps we should have got some more rations when we were in Vandaling. We're gonna have to stock up on mushroom bed at least for the journey to Axel and then reconsider. Maybe we can hunt something in the wilds. Maybe pick some berries. We'll see. Sounds like a plan. Thankfully we won't have to take much with us. Should only take us two maybe three hours depending on the weather and the terrain. That's right but we need to be prepared in case we get lost in the stronghold. We have a map but who knows what we'll find there. Should we wake up Fenner and Murko? Yes, let's wake them up and, and let's get going. Ooh. Oh, you boys up already? Yes, yes. 
It's quite late. You, you slept in. It's not far, but we need all the time we can in case we don't find them quickly. Oh, yeah, that's correct. We we're going to search for Dazzler and Orvis. Yes, yes, we were. Murkab, are you coming too? Oi, oi, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. This wasn't part of the oh. deal either. Well, you, you know that, right? Well, if it's going to help us kill that dragon. Not necessarily. Dazzler and Norbus, some mighty warrior friends of yours. Well, I wouldn't put it that way. They're just friends. They're not mighty or warriors, but they're good friends. You're having second thoughts, Murkob. Second thoughts of what? Of coming along to Axon. No, no. Okay, then. Gather your stuff and let's get going. You know, some ghouls and a banshee. Sounds like you could use good old Murkob's help. Oh, yes, yes. We shall need you indeed. These are strong foes we are, we are up against. We need the strongest on our side. And that's you, my friend. Especially with your new weapon. You see Fenner widen her eyes and discreetly sort of raise her eyebrows, remembering that in the last few battles, Murkov has been knocked down on a number of occasions. Do I spot that? Give me a perception check. Fifteen. Yeah, you notice it. Is there something caught in your eye, Fenner? Are you okay there? Oh, yes, I'm okay. Just hope we, we fare better in these battles. Hmm, yes. Are you going to join me on Caspus on the way there? No, I think you should ride Caspus. I, I don't know, I don't feel... I don't, it doesn't feel right riding him. Uh, there's too much weight on the poor guy. You enjoy it. If you, your legs get tired, you're welcome to take a turn. Uh, th- thank you very much. So you guys are then heading off to the kitchen, I assume, to get some supplies for your trip? Yes, we'll seek out someone so that they inform the kings that we are leaving for two days, that we'll be back for the gracious gift they gave us, the trebuchet thing, the, what's it called? Ballista. The ballista. So at least they know where we're going. You know, I want to break the habit of disappearing as I usually do without telling anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we want to then go to the kitchen, grab some some of that bread if they have anything else also mix it up a bit maybe nuts I don't know they they might forage nuts and berries or whatever but if not the bread will do and then we want to head off alright well you remember that Bryn said in your last visit she had seen you in the kitchen so if you wanted to sell somebody to let the kings know you could either you know look for Fiddlesdib and Dabbledob or make your way to the kitchen get some supplies and ask Bryn to inform the kings yeah we'll ask Bryn to inform the kings that would be ideal really so you make your way through the different caves of Gnomengard and eventually come to the kitchen, which is bustling with life and a number of gnomes making mushroom bread and mushroom wine. They don't seem to take any notice of you at the door at this moment. They're all completely engrossed with what they're doing and using their different gadgets and kitchen contraptions. And They all seem very busy trying to get breakfast ready for, for the gnomes. You can see Bryn in the far corner, kneading some dough. Hey, Bryn! Nice to see you again. I, I want to ask you a favour, if you're not too busy, that is. Oh, good morning, True. Morning, morning. Ever the enthusiastic gnome, I see. Yeah, it's all this mushroom bread and mushroom <laughs> wine. Oh, really? It gets you chirpy, does it? Oh, it gets you right up and at them for the morning. Mm, well, if you, if you wouldn't mind, I'd, uh, I'd want you to go and inform the kings that we'll be gone for around two days. We'll be back. Before that, perhaps... We might not take that long. We have two days to, to wait for the contraption that they gave us to be ready. And we are going to Axon 
I, I just wanted to ask you a favour and let the kins know if that's okay with you. Oh, of course we'll let them know. But, uh, but Axom isn't two days away. It's uh, a few hours. No, no, I know, but we might take two days uh, finding our friends. Th that's the maximum we'll take, is what I'm saying, because we have two days to spare. If we find them before, we'll be back before. Oh, I am sure you will. Would you like some mushroom bread and wine to take with you on your trip? Yes, please. If you, if you don't mind, but do you have anything else you eat here? Berries, nuts, anything like that? Well, uh, we mainly live off the what the mushrooms give us. You can have some raw mushrooms, uh, cooked mushrooms, uh, mushroom bread, mushroom stew, and mushroom wine. Well, I'll take the wine, I'll take the mushroom bread, and maybe some raw mushrooms too. Can you eat them raw? Oh, yes. Very crunchy and tasty. Well, I'll have some of those. I imagine they keep well. They'll keep long enough for a trip to Axholm. Very good. Fill my backpack up, if you don't mind. And she brushes off and comes back with some loaves of bread, some raw mushrooms, a couple of flasks of mushroom wine. I have a question. Oh, I haven't made the ladder with the wheels yet. No, or no. the crab. No, no, that's fine. Take your time. To, I know you'll produce the goods, but I was... Thinking myself with my thinking feather on. Oh, I'm glad that the thinking feather is working. Oh, it's working. Marvels. Could you make mushroom sausages? Mushroom sausages? Yes, mushroom sausages. You make bread, you make stews. What about sausages? You make wine, for, for crying out loud. Hmm. But they need to have that certain sausagey taste. I think you could do it with these mushrooms. They have an earthy, meaty taste to them. Well, it's something that we can... Certainly try. If you if you bring me a sausage that we can use as a comparator, oh, we yes. can try and recreate the recipe. Well, you've, you've never seen a sausage. I've had a sausage in Toblum's Inn, but... Well... Uh, but I can't recall the exact ingredients or taste. Okay, okay. I'll find you a sausage, and when I get one, I'll bring it to you. Hmm, who would have thought? Mushroom sausages. Hmm, it's a great idea. Thinking oh, cap. It is. Thinking feather. Anyway, we are going to go. We don't want to... Delay any longer. Have a good day. Have a safe trip. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we leave. So just to clarify, when you say you leave, you're not just leaving the kitchen. You're now making your way over to Axholm. That's right, leaving Norman God. Fortunately, you read Dominic Dingledick's book, or Fabian did, so you have a good idea of where it is, given that you haven't asked anybody for directions. Yeah, well, we know more or less the direction, I think. Norbus and Dazzling also kind of told us, maybe. And we got the map as well of the inner area, so it will be good. All right, so give me a survival check then. Nine. All righty. So you begin to make your way out from Nomengard and to the west, following the foothills that line the bottom of the Sword Mountains. And as the winter sun begins its slow ascent, cast a muted light over the path that true shrubberies find themselves embarking on, their breath visible in the crisp, frigid air as a heavy rain starts to fall upon you. As you push on, the trek so far has been rather uneventful. No unexpected encounters with creatures of the wild, nor any grand battles, but the biting winds and relentless rain from the nearby Sword Coast make this trip far from pleasant. You feel grateful for those warm furs that Adabra gave you. The skies above are a palette of muted greys and somber blues, heavy with the impending weight of winter. Each step you take is met with a chorus of squelching mud beneath your boots, with the ground saturated from the ceaseless downpour. Your fur cloaks billow around you like tattered banners as you draw your hoods tight to shield you against the unrelenting elements. The air is filled with that scent of damp earth and the faint nostalgic aroma of pine from the nearby forests. Through the sound of the rain you can also hear the mournful creaking of branches swaying in the wind. 
playing a melancholic symphony, punctuated by the occasional call of a distant raven. Waterlogged twigs snap beneath your boots, and the squish of the mud, a constant companion. After nearly four hours, you're looking at your bearings and thinking, you must be close now. The trip there has been a little longer than you expected with the elements, and in the heart of the rugged and unforgiven terrain at the foot of the Sword Mountains, there before you stands a marvel of dwarven ingenuity and resilience. Axum, this imposing dwarven fortress, juts forth from the base of the dark grey mountain, like a sentinel, guarding the secrets of the deep earth. Its very presence, a testament to centuries of meticulous craftsmanship and unwavering dwarven determination. As you begin to approach the fortress, something grabs your attention. Not far before you, almost frozen in time, appear to be five humanoid figures encrusted in a deep frost. Four seem normal humanoid sized, the fifth, a hulking beast, much like the ogres you faced before. We stop on our tracks as soon as we see them. Do you, do you guys see that? Yeah, it almost appears like statues. Hmm, I thought perhaps it was nervous and dazzling, but no, no, they're human-sized. And that large beast, shall we inspect cautiously? Yes, sir. Got to make sure that, they, that these aren't, well, I don't want to say alive, but make sure this isn't a trap. Perhaps, perhaps I go alone, you, you guys... Stay behind, hide in, an, in a bush somewhere, behind a tree. Element of surprise and all that, and I'll go and check it out. Stay close, and keep your eyes on me. If anything attacks, surprise them. You see that Murgob's grabbing his axe, and Fabian has notched an arrow as they go and take cover. Murgob, you can drop your disguise now. No, no, no one's going to judge you here. Oh, I was getting pretty used to looking like a peasant. You look ridiculous. Peasant wielding a mighty axe. I think I look rather dashing, mate. Well, to each their own. Anyway, stay back and keep an eye out. I want to stealth up to these figures. Alright, so you start walking up towards them. Give me a stealth check. Doesn't need to be blind because we're we're going to narrate the description of what happens straight away. I'm rolling with advantage because I have the elven boots equipped. That's a total of nine. That was with advantage. Unfortunately, so yeah. A seven and a five. Wow, yeah, that's uh, that's shocking even by your standards. You're walking towards them. Obviously your feet aren't making any sounds. But you realise that there's little to no cover really in your approach there. You're out in the open. You get closer. You realise that these are a number of humanoids frozen by the snow and ice. You can see now at this distance that one of them, the large one, is indeed an ogre. Stands there towering with its massive frame covered in mottled grey-green skin that you can just about see as the light shines through the ice. It stands at least ten foot tall, great bulging muscles and a hulking belly. Its broad tusk face contorted almost in one of sheer terror, revealing rows of jagged teeth. Either side of him are the frozen bodies of two orcs. Likewise, they seem to be looking in absolute terror. Standing just in front of these three figures, the other two that you saw, that of two humans, all five stand there frozen, weapons brandished, their faces contorted in what appears to be terror and panic. And you realise that all five faces, rather than looking at each other in what you imagine was a battle between them, you notice that all of them are looking up towards the sky. Do I see any familiar insignias in any of these humanoids, the orcs, or the humans? No. Do they look, do the humans look like soldiers of Neverwinter and they look like brigands or you know people of the forest or something like that give me a perception check 
16. As you're looking at these two humans in particular, you seem to recall having seen them before at the miners' exchange. However, this isn't the one that had the scimitar that had caught your eye, or the elf with the bows. These are two normal looking humans, but you seem to recall having seen them around the miners' exchange. So I can assume that the first ones she sent were the scimitar guy and the elf with the bow, right? Yeah, you can make a safe assumption. She said she had sent her best men, and they seem to be missing two. The two that really stood out to you when you were in. Yeah. So she sent her best men first, then followed by these two others that she didn't didn't really describe. That's correct. Also, you assume. Okay. Mm, not good. Poor guys. Let's leave. Hold on. I tell to the guys that are frozen, and I turn around and I walk back to my friends. Fena. Another, the guys are frozen. I, I think this is the work of the dragon. Personally, I mean, it is cold here, but not to the point that you freeze solid in what seems like a split second. Do you think maybe we are in time to save them? Eh? Maybe we can thaw them out, and maybe you can heal them, Fenna. I, I, I think two of the guys I've seen back in Halia's place. Perhaps these are the two that she sent second. The ones looking for Novus Dazzling and Herman. It'd be a shame if, if, if they perished. And there's two orcs as well, Murkub. Perhaps we can save them still. Fena, what do you think? Come with me. True, if Halia said she sent them several days ago. Yes, but maybe this attack happened yesterday. We, we don't know. Maybe it happened this morning. We don't know, Fena. We must try, though. Surely. We can try. Yes, yes. Yep. So is Axum is like right next to me. Obviously, I don't see an entrance or anything, but I, I can see the structure. That's correct, yeah. It's like within a couple of hundred feet from you. It's right there now. Okay. Let's find an entrance quickly, and, and perhaps we can get them in there, get them warm, and, and see what we can do. How are we going to drag a, an ogre in there? Oh, forget the ogre, Fabian. What do you think the ogre is going to do if we throw him out? Come on, Fabian. Use your head. Well, perhaps I need one of those thinking furs. Yes. You were mine. No, no, it was a gift. No, that would, that would be improper. But yes, we're not gonna thaw the the ogre, the humans and the orcs. Let's let's get going. We we should split up, and quietly look for an entrance. Let's do a perimeter sweep. Perhaps we find Novus and Dazzling with, without even having to go in. If we're lucky, that would be quite fortunate. Yes, let's let's keep an eye out for an entrance. Anything, anything available. If if it's a small entrance, perhaps I can animal shape and, and get inside myself and look for something inside but let's try to find something big enough for these bodies as you're talking walking towards axon fabian turns his attention to the frozen bodies it must be the dragon they're all looking up yes that's what i said in fear you're, you're like three seconds or four seconds delayed fabian get on it i know it's early pick it up so we're leaving them here first and searching and then coming back for them or Fabian, you're starting to test my patience this morning. What's wrong with you? Obviously, we're not going to drag them along whilst we search for an entrance. We're supposed to be stealthing. How do you think we're going to stealth carrying four icicles? Come on, let's get on it. Anyway, don't worry about it. Fabian, you split up with Fena. Take the left perimeter, and I'll split up with Murkub. And we'll take the right one. We'll keep in touch with the Stones of Sending... And if we see anything of interest, let us know, and we'll let you know. When we think we've searched enough, we'll meet here again. Obviously, we'll keep in touch. Got it? Got it. And I head on with Murkop to the right. 
So as you approach the fortress, the first thing that strikes you is the enormity of its stone walls. Hulking and impervious, they rise tall and formidable. The surface is adorned with intricate rune-carved designs that tell tales of dwarven history and honour. It thruts out from the base of the dark grey mountain. As you approach a dark, 15-foot-wide passageway, flanked by 40-foot-high bulwarks of smooth, seamless stone, you see in the centre an iron portcullis, covered with rust blocks at the entrance. Arrow slits carved into the bulwarks are dark, revealing no hint of occupation. There's not much to investigate either side, but give me a investigation check for both sides. Alright, I'll roll at the same time. Medium boy is for Shrew and Murkub, and the other dice is for Fen and Fabian. So Fen and Fabian, 18, and me and Murkub, 4. Okay, actually, I'll say with advantage, because there's two of you. I will take the higher, though, so it's 18 and 4. Yeah, so 18 and 9. The 18 being 4? Fen and Fabian. Again? No, well, uh, the, the highest was the... the oh, lower. sorry, okay. I, I thought you were telling me these no, scores. The, these were these were 9 and 12. So Fen and Fabian again rolled higher. Yeah. It's because they've got Caspers helping them. <laughs> That's true. Should roll three times. <laughs> so true being aided. We're not the brightest bulb in Murkub. Doesn't really find anything of use. You do notice a few of those arrow slits that something small could squeeze their way into. And you notice that the portcullis is A, too heavy to lift, and B, the bars are too narrowly spaced, even for a small humanoid like yourself. However, the arrow slits on the left-hand side of this portcullis seems that it has been damaged. As you look at it, you sort of get a sense that with a little squeeze and twist and turn, perhaps you and Fenner could fit through here. On the other side, where Fenner and Fabian have been searching, they come back hurriedly. True. Appears to be some chimneys up there. Ooh, chimneys, really? Perhaps we can... We can fall them there. Is it? Are they on? <laughs> no, of course they're not on. This place has been long abandoned. Oh, I meant perhaps we could use that to get in. They seem rather big. Hmm. Well spotted. Well spotted. Have you found anything? Well, the, beside the portcullis down there, there's there's a little slit. One of those arrow holes. But it's kind of crumbling. Perhaps Fen and I could squeeze through. Do you think that perhaps you can raise the portcullis from inside? Well, there is a possibility. I wonder if the mechanisms are stuck with rust. But uh, it's worth a try, I imagine. Oh, worst case, didn't we get that oil of slipperiness from that wandering merchant? Oh, worst case, perhaps we can use that, well, what was it? Oil of slipperiness that that wandering merchant gave us. Well, we bought it off him, if I remember correctly, but yes, yes, it might work. We could give it a try if, if we need to, yes. Shall I go in through the slit with Fenner before we try the, the chimneys? Seems like a safer option. Yeah, I'd say don't go alone, for a start. Um, I'm torn through. How so? I don't know whether we should try and raise the portcullis and potentially alert, you know, Dingledick said there were ghouls in there. Hmm, yes. What, what if we, as quietly as we can, we, we make this slit bigger? If we all pull at it, perhaps some more of the debris, the rubble, starts to fall apart. What if the... What if it collapses? Well, I don't know. I don't think it will collapse. It doesn't look that bad. I mean, it looks damaged. You can try and pull away at it, but there is a possibility that some of the stonework above it will fall. 
And below us we have snow, right? It's not like... And it's raining. Yeah, the ground is an absolute mess at the moment. Between so, the, the melted snow and the downpour of rain. So it would kind of dampen the sound a bit if anything does fall. A little. So you suggest we all go down the chimney? I'm not sure. It's quite dangerous, don't you think? Are they too far? Are they too high up? Shouldn't be too much of a climb, but in this weather, could also be risky. Hmm. I'll leave it to you, sure. What do you think we should do? Use that thinking feather. Mm, yes, it's, it's seen better days. I imagine it's all floppy because of the rain. Yeah. <laughs> but if we don't open the portcullis, how are we to bring our friends outside into the into Axholm? My gut feeling tells me they're long gone. Remember, we saw that soldier by the road. We thought all of them were dead. And he was breathing. But they weren't frozen in place. They were all sprawled across the, the road. There was tundra and ice, but they themselves weren't frozen like statues like these. I mean, for a start, they all stood. They're all still standing. They're all facing up. Surely the dragon. Perhaps we should check them. See if we can hear a pulse. Through the ice, I... I don't think... They're frozen, I don't think... Clearly the heart isn't working. And the frozen stiff. But perhaps if we thaw them, perhaps... I don't know. Maybe they... They can be rest... Maybe with a bit of Fenner's healing, they can... They can make it. I can try. Then I suppose the only way is... To open that portcullis, sure. Yes. I think you're right. Fenner, care to join me? To bring Caspers with us? No, no. I thought you would leave him... In Normangard, to be honest. Well, he wanted to join us. I hope he's he's okay. It it's up to you. If, if you if you're comfortable bringing him in here right now, it you can do so. But if not, leave him with Fabian and, and Morkup. He'll be safer. Caspers, wait here with with Fabian. I'll be all right. I promise. We'll be back in a moment. Actually, I just remembered. I have a potion. A potion of diminution. It makes you small. Remember, maybe. Either you, Fabian, or, or you, Morkov, can drink it and join us. Okay, so we become small, and we go in and help you. Yes, you become small. I, I don't know how, how long it would last, the effects of it, I mean. Hopefully you can stop it whenever you want, and then when you grow up again, when you, when you enlarge back to your normal size, you help, you help us with a portcullis. Roll me an arcana check. Let me just check this a, a second. Let's see if I can ascertain anything. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. What was that? A two. A two. Plus three, five. Okay, so who's drinking this? Murkub or Fabian? Who's going in with you? I leave it. I leave it up to them. It's their choice. Which one of you wants to drink it? Oh, I'm not so sure I want to become small again. I still have nightmares of being a newt. And you're sure I can, or we can snap out of it straight away? I'm not sure at all, actually. Another idea. What if we apply the potion of slipperiness to this opening here and we squeeze in? Maybe you and maybe with a slipperiness, you and Morkub can, can squeeze in too. As you're saying that, and you look over at this opening, you know that there's not enough oil of slipperiness on Fabian to be able to squeeze in a creature like Morkub or Fabian. Actually, forget it. I forgot you, you guys are kind of rotund. What do you mean, Rotund? Well, those ales are starting to affect you, Fabian. You right. have quite the belly. Anyway. I was going to offer myself to drink the potion, but now I think 
Perhaps it should be Murkub. Oh, stop, stop being childish, Fabian. It's all in good jest. <sighs> Give me the damn potion. There you go. Be a good sport. I hand him the potion. Maybe drink a little first. Don't down it. Start sipping at it. Oh, this tastes awful. It better be worth it, true. I'm sure it will be. One way or another. <coughs> as he finishes the contents, you see Favian start to shrink in all dimensions, as he's now half the size. Look, he lost weight. <laughs> I was quick. As short as you are now. <laughs> yes, that's intriguing. Well, it looks rather different from this perspective. It looks great, right? A little vulnerable. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. Anyway, Murkob, you wait for us here. Hold on to the Stone of Sending, and we'll keep in contact with you. Stay with Caspus. You'll be fine. Okay, so firstly I'm going to ask you to roll me d4. That's a four. <laughs> okay, so judging by that laugh, I was bad this time round. I imagine. Or well, he wouldn't be laughing. So when I need to roll low, I roll high. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Compose myself now. So Fabian is now officially a small size. Okay. He now also has disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. That's okay. You heard me say disadvantage, yeah? Yeah, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to keep positive. <laughs> you notice that not only has Fabian shrunk, but also have his weapons to match his new size. Yes, that, that would make sense. With these weapons now reduced, his attacks will deal 1d4 less damage. Okay, that sucks. That's starting to suck a bit, yeah? And I and I think I know where you're going with the 4 now. Do you? Yes. It lasts 4 hours. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! So, you're, you're walking into the... <laughs> Damn it. Okay. okay. Oh, poor Fabian. Fabian the Newt, Fabian the... The, di- the diminute. <laughs> I think we might have an episode name right there. Alrighty then. So the three of you are now stood at this opening. Who's going first? Well, it, it would only be the right thing to do for Shu to go first. So Shu will go first. Alright, give me an acrobatics check. Thirteen. You start to twist and adjust yourself, making your way in without too much difficulties. You manage to break through. Good. And in front of you, you see this giant ballista. Oh, shh. You're stood in a, an opening. What appears to be some sort of room. It's about 20 feet by 15. And just to clarify, you're wearing your goggles of the night, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I can see in the dark. So as you're looking around to your right, you can see that there's a door in the far wall and what appears to be a staircase leading up. And sure enough, just near the stairs appears to be a winch. Hmm. Well, this seems like the winch to open the portocallis. I stick my head out of the slits. Come on, Fenna, Fabian. Come in, I think I found the winch. That's good. Fenna, you go first. Give me an acrobatics check for Fenna. Total of eight. Oh, true. Yes, what? Help pull me through. Oh, yes, yes, come here. Fabian, give me a leg up. And between the three of you, you manage to push Fenna through as she crumples onto the floor. With a thud. Are you okay, Fenna? <sighs> Made more graceful entrances than yes, this. Yes, you should keep off the sausages too. You, you like Fabian, are getting rather rotund. The cheek. Come on, Fabian. Give me an acrobatics check for Fabian. Seven. Fabian seems to be struggling with his new size. He's trying to squeeze in and reach through. Oh, what? Don't just stand there. 
Give me a pull. Are you sure you need my help? You seem to have this under control. I'm not sure. I feel stuck, Shu. Shall I put just some of that slipperiness thing? Don't, no, don't waste it on me. Just, just grab my hand. Pull me through. Okay, but why don't you take a note of this? You want me to take a note? Yes, how you got stuck so that you learn from your mistakes. And I grab his hand as I'm saying that and pull him in. With a pop, he bursts through. You manage to catch yourself and avoid being toppled over by Fabian, who's now lying at your feet. Well, get up, Fabian. Let's, let's try and winch this winch. I can't see shit in here. Oh, oh, yes. That's unfortunate. Um, we should. I don't think we should light a torch uh, as of yet. Why don't you hold on to my back and I'll show you where to go. Okay. So follow me as you start walking towards the winch. It's close by, you know. Yeah, it's just a few, a few feet. I grab his hand, put it on the winch. There it is. Can you feel it? I can. Let's try and open it. Slowly. We, we don't want to do a lot. We don't want to make a lot of noise. Maybe we can lift it just a little tiny bit so that Woodcup can and, and Caspers can get under it. They can crawl under it. We don't need to open it entirely, no. I say that to Murkob, using the Stone of Sending, inform him that we are going to open it very, very slightly, big enough for him to be able to lie prone and kind of crawl shimmy under it. Okay. As you're doing this, you become very aware of an incredibly foul stench that permeates through Axel. Give me a perception check as well. Okay, that's a natural one, which I cannot roll. So let me roll again. 13 total. Amidst this foul smell, you also catch the scent of blood. Mm -hmm. This place gives me the shivers. Let's, let's open this quickly. Who's pulling the winch then? At least for now, me and Fabian, because we're already holding it. And we'll see if we need Fenner's help as well. Okay, so I'm going to ask you for an athletics check. It would have been with disadvantage if it was just Fabian. But seeing as you're there as well, it'll just be a straight up roll. With my modifier? Fabian has a plus three. If that's better, you can use either Fabian's or yours. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah, total of five. You try to turn this winch. You feel great resistance. The weight of the portcullis and the fact that this hasn't been used in who knows for how long. It's not budging. Fenner, give, give us a hand here. Stop stop gawking. <sighs> not sure how much use I'm going to be with this, but... Three hands are better than two. All right, then. Give me a athletics roll with advantage because there's three of you now. 16. The winch starts to give way as you hear the sound of metal scraping with stone reverberate through this room as the portcullis starts to slowly rise about five feet. Oh, hold it there, hold it there. No need to go higher, I said a little bit. All right, get in, Murkub. Murkub, get in. Let us know when you're in so we can let go of this winch. Wait by the doors. Do not open them. Wait by the doors. We have the map, we know where we're going, and we'll meet you on the other side. I'll let you know when we're there. All right, mate. I'll wait for you. All right. So Murkub's walking up to these double doors, and you three are stood by this winch. Are you letting it down? Are you... What's happening with those humanoids you wanted to bring in? Yeah, I quickly forgot about that. Um, I mean, things have complicated substantially. And now that I'm in here... Smelling the stench I'm smelling and seeing that we cannot really keep this portcullis aloft without holding it. I don't know if Murkov is going to be able to drag all those icicles inside. Yeah, on his own and 
You three, how long will you be able to hold the portcullis up? Mm-hmm. Now with the added problem of Fabian being a halfling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also the fact that if we're going to stealth and we start a firing here, probably going to raise some alarms, if we haven't already done so by lifting the portcullis. I think it's going to have to be postponed. And if we can try and help later, we will. But for now, once I know that Murkov is through and waiting at the double doors, we want to very slowly, as slowly as we can, start letting go of the winch. Not letting go, but, you know, lowering down the portcullis slowly. Okay. So Murkov's in with Kaspers. He's waiting by the door. So give me a athletics check with advantage for the three of you as you're trying to gently and quietly let this portcullis down. So that's a 12 and a 1. Can I re-roll the 1 because of my huffling thing? Well, if you use your strength instead of Fabian's, I'll say yes. If you're going to use Fabian's, then no. Okay, then 15 total. That's exactly what you need. <laughs> <laughs> a toughie there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to risk it rolling again because it was probably going to be equally as crap. But yeah, gently, the three of you are able to hold onto the winch tightly enough and smoothly enough release it that rests back on the stone floor rather quietly good alright true. how do I turn back to my normal size then yes yes you have to bear with me a second let me I think the merchant told me before before we left you have to stick your pinky up your nose that's one and then the other big thumb in your mouth and at the same time you blow through your nose and say well, you say in your head, because obviously you can't talk. You have to say, make me big, daddy, make me big. <laughs> Why the daddy? Well, because the creator of this wonderful potion was called Daddy Longlegs. He was, he was rather tall, so he wanted to be short in life. That's, that was his aim. So he created this, this potion because he was ashamed of his long legs. He was embarrassed, you see? This one of your pranks again, true. Sorry, what? No, no, of course not. This is a serious matter. I'm gonna ask you to roll for deception. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the merchant told me. Well, that's a five. Quit messing around, Shrew. That utter nonsense. I don't know how magic works, but th- there's a glint in your eye that I've come to know over the last few weeks. You're bullshitting me. Well, yes, well, quite clearly I am, but Fabian, I, I have no idea. I told you outside. I don't know how this works. So I'm stuck this size. Well, for how long? Forever? Maybe. I, what? I, I didn't. <laughs> His voice starts echoing throughout this room. Fabian, Fabian, keep your voice down. It's, it's not the moment to panic. How am I supposed to help you kill a fucking dragon when I'm this big? Hello. Look at the, look at the sword of dragon slaying. It's you're being half the size. You're slightly being uh, a bit. A, a bit. A bit rude towards me and Fenna. Can't you see our size, our stature? And we manage. There is no yes, shame you, in you, being short. You, you cast magic. I rely on brute strength and look at the size of me. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't oh, my. By don't the worry. gods of we'll, Faerun. We'll, fi- we'll figure this out for once we get out of here. Now, lower your voice. We don't want to attract ghouls and, and, and monstrosities. So ghouls, and I'm stuck this size for God knows how long. Well, you, you, do you want to leave? Shall, shall I open the portcullis and you can leave, Fabian? Is that what you want to do? Let's get on with it. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. P- perhaps it lasts 20 minutes, I don't know. Remember when I turned blue? 
Yes. Well, remember we thought it would never go away. Well, it went away eventually. This is probably the same, don't worry about it. Better mm, worth soon. Yes, pr probably before we attack a ghoul it'll be gone. Now, keep your voice down. Let's go and find Murko. We're gonna light a torch, it's pitch black. No, here. no. I can't see anything. Hold on to me, I said. Stay at the back. I'll be at the front. Fenna in the middle. Hold on to Fenna. We'll go quietly and slowly, so you don't trip. Where are you heading then? Are you heading towards this door? Are you heading down towards the other ballistas that you can now see line these arrow slits? Or are you going up the stairs? Okay, before going, because I can see that where the ballistas are, there's more like slits, right? Where the ballistas would shoot out from. Yeah. Okay, so before going, I want to talk to Murkob a second. Murkob? Yeah, mate? Are you looking at the door? I am. To your left, at the very end, close to the door, do you see an arrow slit? Yeah. Well, there should be three. Do you, are any of those big enough for you to go in through? No. No chance. Okay. Then wait there. We'll be along shortly. I want to go through the door to my right and in front of me. Okay. That on this map leads down a long corridor. But I want to go there first. Okay, so as you start walking towards the door, you feel your foot slightly give way. You seem to have stepped in a puddle of something. Oh no. I stepped on some ice or something. Can I investigate what this is? Yeah, you can. Yes, it seems to be ice. Two. <laughs> you and your rolls, man. Mm. Incredible. I mean, how are you investigating this? Are you getting down to look at it or? I mean, first instinct would be to raise my foot and see what I stepped in. Then, if it's not clear by then what it is, perhaps crouch down slightly. But I don't want to get I don't want to get too bogged down on what it is. I'm just assuming it's water or some melt melted ice from outside that's made of some rain that's going in through the cracks or whatever you know i'm not i'm not too bothered okay so yeah as far as you're concerned it's just water you walk up to the door fenner comes behind you what is this what be careful there's a puddle of water there give me a perception check for fenner 16 what do you mean water shrew full of blood oh blood oh yes oh i stepped on i stepped on it accidentally it's okay, it's okay. Let's carry on going, let's not stop. I hope it's not dazzling Norbus. Shh! Fenner! Oh. They're, they're okay. They're okay, they're always okay. Let's carry on going. Well, uh, like Fabian said, we'll, we'll soon hear the voices being, being clumsy and we'll know where to go. I do hope so. Yes, yes, don't worry. Let's, let's carry on going. We want to carry on down the corridor. So you're going through the door? Yeah, we want to stealth though, right? We want to go slowly and quietly. Okay then, so give me... A stealth check for each of you with advantage for Shrew, and we'll do the blind. I'm gonna roll Shrews with advantage first. A one and a two, no doubt. Remember, you can re-roll ones. No need. Okay. What would your dex modify? Plus two. All right, so now Fabian and Fenner. The medium ones for Fenner, and the other ones for Fabian. Oh, low blue. <laughs> it's tiny now. Shorter than Fenner, maybe. Doesn't he roll with advantage because he's nimbler now? No. So that potion doesn't really grant you any benefits, right? Well, yeah, makes you smaller. What? To get into tight spots, yeah, but other yeah. than that. Got you into Axel? Well, could have gone in anyway. Would have been funny to see you and Fenner trying to raise that portcullis without raising the alarm. Hmm. So you guys start making your way down this corridor. True leading the way. You are hearing the occasional bump. And scrape of fur on stone from Fabian coming behind you. I was walking in 
pitch black, instead adjusting to his new size, whilst he holds on to Fenner. You're walking down this corridor, you realise that there appears to be a trail made across the floor, that you can see with your goggles of the night. It goes through the door and down the corridor, and you can see that it originates from that pool of blood. Whatever was struck there, back there, seems to have been dragged or dragged themselves all this way. Do I see where it ends? You're walking down this corridor, stretches as far as you can see in front of you. After about 30 feet, passing two more of those arrow slits, you see a narrow tunnel to your left. Quick glance in, shows you that it doesn't really lead anywhere. There seems to appear to be cracks, perhaps from the earthquake that Dazzle and Orbis had told you about. It appears to be more a split in the stone than an actual tunnel. It's wide enough for a small creature to squeeze in. The blood trail continues down the same direction that you were heading in. You now find yourself in a small opening. To your right are a set of double doors as you follow the map. Then you know lead you to that big open room where Murkub is waiting on the other side of a different set of double doors. But directly in front of you is another door and to your left more damaged masonry. What appears to be two tunnels, one to the left and one to the right as you look towards this. The trail on the floor heads in that direction and then as far as you can see towards the tunnel on your right. I want to ignore the blood for now and I want to go in through those doors that the map indicates will lead to a main chamber which is where I can meet with Murkub. So I want to check those doors first to see if it's A locked, I don't want to kind of open bang into it and make noise and B if they may be trapped. Okay so roll for investigation. 10. As far as you can tell the doors don't seem locked nor do they seem trapped. Okay, I want to slowly open them. Before I do, Fabian, keep quiet here. We're making quite a bit of noise back there. I know it's hard for you to see, but try and be more silent. And I want to go through the doors. Bit difficult when I can't see. I know it. I just said that. I go through the doors, turn right towards the double doors where Murkov is waiting for us. I want to kind of hug the wall if I can. Again, this map is, I mean, extremely detailed. So I imagine that what I'm seeing is what I'll see. And I think I can make out that there are like four pillars in this room. That's correct, yeah. You're in this great hall, which has a 40-foot high ceiling, and is supported by four thick stone pillars. Thick layer of dust covers the flagstone floor. The middle of each wall, past the entrance, is a double door. Narrow slits are set high up in the north and south walls, with a small balcony protruding from the wall above the doors that you have just walked in. Okay, so like a balcony inside this area, inside this chamber above us, right? That's correct, yeah. Well, I want to ignore everything here for now, but I want to stick to the walls, as I was saying, and use the pillar to my right for extra cover and make my way to the double door where Murkub is hiding behind. Yeah, you get there with no problems at all. I whisper through the stone of sending, Murkub, I'm here now, we are here now. I'm going to slowly open the doors in front of you. Do not be alarmed. It's us. All right, mate. I'm here, ready and waiting. Caspers is with me. Good. I start to open the doors slightly. Before doing so, I check them again for traps, especially since this is a main entrance and guarded by a portcullis. So make sure it's not trapped. If it's locked, I'll find out eventually. As you inspect it, you can see it's not locked, nor trapped. Good. So then I push them open. Right, you find anything of use then there? Nothing of use, but we did find a trail of blood. That's not good. No, so... Oh, me. <laughs> look at Fabian. Yes, it's quite the sight. <laughs> look quite cute. 
Yes, it, it suits him, I think. But you can't just turn back, then. Don't get me started, Morgov. <laughs> Listen, um, it might be dangerous, uh, and surely following a, a trail of blood uh, leads to no good, but... And we're here to find your friends. What if it's one of them? Exactly, so that's really the only clue we have right now to perhaps the whereabouts of one of them. So I think we have no other option. But let's do so as quietly as we can. Follow me. Murkub, can you see in the dark? Yeah, I can see in the dark, mate. Oh, that's great. You stick. Well, I can't. We know, Fabian. What? Stop baby. Stop being a baby. <sighs> why don't you... Testing my patience today. Murkub, why don't you stay behind Fabian? In case, you know, he wanders off. Fabian, you keep your hands on Fenner's shoulders. We'll be fine. Or maybe... No, you're, you're too... No, actually, Fabian... I've got a great idea. It's the best idea I've, I've had all day. Why don't you ride on Caspers? Caspers hmm. surely can see in the dark. He's a badger. Now that sounds good. Yes. Now way you want me stumbling all over the place, and when, he, when it's time to fight, well, well, we'll light a torch. I'll go in front. Murkob, you stay behind, and Fenna, you stay in the middle with Caspers and Thavian. Okay, so you're heading back towards that room you went with the two tunnels and the trail of blood? Yeah, I'm going to go towards the tunnel where we saw the trail leading to. So yeah, you make your way back for this set of double doors. Just as a reminder, sorry, I want to do so stealthily, okay? And as quietly as we all can. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping the stealth rolls. Actually, give me a stealth check for Caspus and for Murkub. We'll do these blinds as well. Okay, so Murkub is the medium one and Caspus is the small dice. Although I imagine... Fabians would get cancelled, right? As he's riding now on, on Caspers. We'll see. So you're back in this small hall. Your attention turns the blood trail in front of you. And you ignore the door to your right. You look around, you realise that this appears to have been some sort of a hall. And that the debris you're seeing in front of you. You look around and look up. appears to be a ceiling collapse that has left this in ruins. The stench of death hangs particularly heavy here. As you start making your way towards the tunnels, the stench becomes stronger. I don't see any corpses or remains of anything right now, do I? No. Yeah, I want to keep going. I mean, those are my stealth rolls already, so there's nothing more I can really do. So just keep going for now. Obviously, having Dominic Tingle Dick's map, I kind of know where I'm heading into, right? So I can be extra cautious around corners when I see them, you know? That's correct, yeah. And know where... I can hide behind things before entering any big open areas. I'm always also trying to use the natural curvature of these tunnels to kind of hide behind, right? So sticking to the right and sticking to the left as I go further in, following kind of the natural curvature of the tunnel so that I'm hidden from anything that might be at the end of it. So you and your friends start following this twisting tunnel as you say, hugging and using the curvature to your advantage. You make your way through widely. You're hearing sounds of movement coming from the room before you where the tunnel opens up into. The blood trail continues, right? That's correct. You following it? I want to tell these guys to kind of stay there. And I'm doing it like with sign language, like I'm pointing at them and doing this with my hand, like... You stay there, doing this as in an upwards and downward motion, like saying stop, right? So you stop, pointing at me, and pointing towards the area. I want to go in by myself for a bit, 
and see if I can see what's making that noise. All right. So you continue the last few feet with this opening. I want to peek, like, into the opening. As you peek, as you're saying, into this opening, a grotesque tableau of horror unfolds before you. These foul creatures with decaying flesh pull taut over their emaciated frames, crouch low over what appears to be the lifeless body of an unfortunate adventurer. The rise empty voids of malevolent hunger gleam with a perverse delight as they gnaw and tear into the corpse. The stench of death here hangs particularly heavy, an overpowering blend of rot and decay. The sound of flesh being rent and bones snapped fill this chamber, an eerie symphony of grotesque savagery. And I hate to do this to our listeners and to you, but... Oh, damn you. <laughs> I think that's going to be... No. We're going to call it a session for the no. day. I'm not even going to let, let me, you roll a perception let me to cast. see. <laughs> I know where, you, where you're going with this. You want to cast Erupting Earth. No, no, no. But I'm not, I'm not even going to let you do a perception check yet. Damn it. To know whether this is one of your companions or perhaps Ooh, somebody else. But from what I've seen, it seems like they're dead, right? I mean, that. Yeah, they're, they're ripping flesh from, from this corpse. We might be Norbus or Dazzling. We don't know. An adventurer, you said. You should. You, you would have said an, a, an explorer. You would have said an explorer. At least I'll, I'll sleep easy thinking thinking about that. <laughs> well, they were adventuring to Axon. So I wouldn't read too much Shit. into that. But if you want to hear us reflect more and speculate as to what, the, or rather who this could be, and you want to hear us reflect on the episode, make sure you visit www.i2td.com and follow the links to our Buy Me A Coffee page right there, where you can join one of our membership tiers, and in doing so, gain access to bite-sized podcast episodes, which are exclusive to the platform. Exclusive. And where you can hear us, as I've said already, I'm nattering on, and that's a little glimpse of, of what we do there. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we get up to there. We also have other posts, you know? But anyway, join, and you'll see them. If you don't want to join or you cannot join you can still help us you can donate one of donations which buy us a potion or a certain item that both help us as a podcast and in game and in that way you can also join our adventures by shaping our future and shaping the way we fight eventually this damned dragon yeah as you can see shrew and his robberies are pretty stacked from all these generous and delightful gifts that he's received along the way that's right that's right so i'm i'm feeling good we we've, we've got this we've got this you can also help us out by liking sharing commenting rating the podcast you know getting the good the good i2td name out there oh yeah we have eight ratings i think eight reviewers in spotify and we have 4.9 out of what I hope is 5 and not 10. Yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely 5. Okay, so 4.9 is pretty good. Pretty good. 8 reviews, 4.9. I'm loving it. Keep them coming. And that brings us on to the end of the episode club. The last one standing where you compete for the esteemed title of the Guillaume Vrada. Yeah, and last week's Guillaume Vrada was the esteemed Neil Ravos or Ravos. You really need to tell us how to pronounce your name. So if you remember, last week's episode was Bury the Hatchet. And Neil won with this comment, and he was referring to his character and him playing in our Discord server in a text-to-play game we're running, or, or Matthew from Matthew's Nerdy Nation is running for us there. And he said, yeah, I need real-life guidance as a player, not just in-game. Name Rock, which is his character's name, 
could be a liability with my inexperience. You all might want to bury the hatchet into Namrock's head for me making a wrong move. <laughs> it, was quite, quite, it was quite drastic. And also he used it, I mean, he used it in a way that it wasn't meant to be used. So I th we thought that was quite clever, right? Yeah. So yeah, he's a winner for last week. All hail the Guido Masferrada. Yes, Neil, the Guido Masferrada. So, what is today's password? Well, today's password is a tight squeeze. A tight squeeze, in reference to that squeeze we had to make through that slit. Yeah, poor old Fabian and Fenner who plopped through on the other side after some assistance. Yeah, at least I rolled well there and I managed comfortably. But anyway, you know what to do. Use that password, a tight squeeze. Write it in one of the comment sections in any way you can find us. If you feel adventurous, join our Discord and we can talk there. And you can put the comment there as well. If not on YouTube, X and wherever you may find us. Just put it there, use it wittily, use it, don't know if that's a word, use it to make us laugh, you know, just, just use it in a way that can be amusing or clever or whatever. And we'll judge the winner next week. If you're listening to this, obviously, the time it tells. And you can become El Guido Masfralar. Yeah, you get a nice little shiny name tag for your Discord. Yeah, and your comment, your winning comment will be on our channel, on our wall. The last one standing wall in perpetuity or forever. So do it. Do it now and prove to us that you are amongst the last ones standing. Yes. And you have the highest constitution. Yes, and you stayed till the end because you love us and we love you. And that we're, we do. We're a big happy family. And I don't know why I'm talking with this creepy voice. Sounds a little bit like Geralt. Geralt of Arivia. Rivia? Rivia? Rivia. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to hear us ramble on more, head on over to www.itd.com and follow our link there to the Buy Me a Coffee page. Without further ado, we bid you farewell and we hope that you join us next week to find out who these ghoulies are munching on mm. as we delve into, into the, the dungeon. dungeon. jump straight into it then let's go <clears throat> let's go bro i'm gonna funky it up funk me yeah you're quite you're early quite <laughs> up an atom for the morning mm. what's an atom <laughs> atom right up an atom sorry mispronunciation Mushroom sausages? <laughs> if you bring me a sausage that we can use as a comparator, oh, we yes. can try and recreate the recipe. I got one right here. <laughs> as Caspus walks down, you hear Fabian giggling gleefully. Wow. I'm a dead. I'm a dead.